You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The problem is, no matter how wronged I am, I don't want to leave a review out there and have it public, publicly it's, there. I'm it's just, traceable. Yeah, I'm just afraid it's going to come back to me someday. Because it I'm will. Gonna, even though I'm completely in the right, and I'm probably helping people by leaving this review, somehow it's going to come back, and then they're going to they're gonna do something to me. I really feel like it's actually your duty to point this out, because other people are looking like maybe they yeah. have other choices. Yeah, but then again, though, what if dentists all work together, and then the word's going to get out to one of the other ones, and then it's going to come back to me, and next time I go... That's when they're going to get the I revenge. I really don't think they have good communication skills at that place, so I pretty much wouldn't be worried about I don't, it there's at some, all. There's some kind of connection there. It's no, if you said like you're one of a hundred people in the waiting room waiting to go into yeah, pretty much. that horrible hellhole, yeah, I think you'll, it's possible. you'll be fine. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, of course, don't forget if you're going to be uh, doing any shopping online, Sarah. To go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Oh, that's just one extra click. It's one extra click. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. One extra click, and you can go right there and do that. Um, all right, before we get get too far here, I think maybe we should just bring on our super secret guest. Oh, here because I want I want to recap. He's still taking his notes. He's still. I mean, our super I know. Se- you're all right. You take. You're catching him off guard. Well, he's I'm, never off guard. What are we talking about? Well, we don't know. That's why we're going to mm. find out here in just a second. I haven't heard the song uh, because I want to. I want to know his opinion on this and, and whether people. And I want to know your opinion. If you leave reviews, like you, you complain about things. I never leave reviews online. But ever. you don't. Never. But I feel like I should. Like it would be the right thing to do. Yet I still don't want to. I don't want to do it. Mm, I, I think right in this thing. case, you you might you should probably do something. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, Mister. Rick Emerson. Why, hello. <gasps> He's alive. Am I always the super secret guest? Is that actually like a it's code usually Aaron for me? Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Well, it's, it's I need, we need you, a different though. name for super secret. Greg has kind of a tick when yeah, it comes it to like introducing guests, okay. and he, he yeah. goes with the super secret. Thing. I didn't know if it was like a yeah. bumping Matt Damon thing, where it's <laughs> like that was always <laughs> me or something. All right. Okay. Oh, that's kind of a good thing. I mean, yeah, it always is a super secret guest, Greg. Yeah, Rick. That's exactly what it is. There we go. Mm. All right. So. I should explain to Rick, like, yesterday I, I gave this whole story, so I'll, I'll kind of recap a little bit of it. Just but, give him the bullet points about uh, how terrible this place is. Yeah, was. so I um, I have Obamacare, which mean, which is great, meaning I have health care, but it's also, like, the lowest end that you can possibly get of it. So I have just, just like, the barely enough to, that qualifies well, for Well, you have, having, like, one place to pick from if you have any kind yeah. of ailment. Where yeah. you get, like, accidental death or dismemberment. <laughs> Basically. Not both coverage. Right. right okay. Yeah, and so, so I finally have, like... Dental coverage, but there's really only one place on this on this coverage that I had that I could go, <laughs> and it's I compared it yesterday. It's not like the fine shopping like a regular dentist would be like 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 asylum like you know a, a boutique dentist you know that cares about what you what you think you cares just, about your well being. Is that how we define a boutique service now? Is they care about what you think? <laughs> they actually like, I think so. And they clean. Stuff? This really yeah. is the greatest nation on earth, isn't it? I finally have health care. I mean, they don't care about what I think or anything. <laughs> well, the place the I went to should be good enough. It yeah. doesn't need to be clean. Yeah, the place. I went to was I, I compared it like to, to the Walmart of dentists, but it's more like the 99 cent store. It's like one <laughs> of those things. You go, they have all the parts and pieces that are technically supposed to be there. It's all very cheaply made, and nobody really gives so a they shit have all what the you buy. Th- they all have all the things. Like, you know, they the, have everything, but like lower yeah, cost, like when right. you get like a pregnancy they test have, at a dollar store. <laughs> yes. They have the scraper things. You know, they got a little sucky tool that uh, does stuff, mm-hmm. and they've got chairs. 
But then, other than that, it's it, you can tell right away. There's just a level of grime over the top of everything. Tell Rick about. Tell Rick about the light. <sighs> yeah. So I went in there yesterday morning, and I've had this toothache, which is making me nervous. I'm afraid I have a cracked tooth, and. So I was already kind of off balance when I went in. Went in this place. The f- starts off, you know, there's there was, there's a waiting room with probably, and I kid you not, it's probably about thirty people waiting at eight a.m. in this waiting room. And the woman that came and got me was already just completely pissed off about something, and I didn't know what. She walked into the room and just started yelling. Well, she, said she wasn't supposed to be. Right, right. Yeah, and and started yelling at me, and so, so I walked back with her, and uh, yeah, and then she started yelling at one of her coworkers about how I'm not even supposed to be working right now. Why am I even here? What is going on? And yelling at the other people. That's always a person you want jabbing into a sensitive part of your anatomy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and she sat me down in the chair, and then but like got me back to the room. I established that I was the right Greg for her, and then she sat me down in the chair, and she just looks at me like, "So why are you here?" <laughs> I need shoes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, and I'd set this appointment up specifically for this reason, and so it threw me off. It went on. There was a bunch more stuff that happened that was just unnerving, but when they leaned me back in the chair, that's when I really realized where I was at, where they didn't give me the sunglasses, you know, like you're normally Uh, supposed to get. but Just squint. Yeah, squint. (laughs) But I leaned back, and I look up, and the first thing I see is their fluorescent light panels covering their lights, and it's full of... Of dead flies. Excellent. Fantastic. Oh, I counted eight flies. Eight, open your mouth eight wide. Eight flies. I yes. Know. And then open your mouth. Yeah. Because if they can get in there, they can get out of there. Yeah. Oh, and the dentist great. just came in, too, and this woman didn't even say anything. She just started jamming their fingers in my mouth, and she started grinding on things, didn't tell me what she was doing, and then basically walked out of the room, like dropped the mic and didn't even say anything to me, and and they, then they kicked me out. It's like, what are you still doing here? Yeah. I think when she comes into the waiting room and she's angry, that's kind of when I get off the bus. Like, yeah. no matter how much, because you don't want a woman, you know, she's all like busy, like she's all pissed off that her correspondence course in dental work isn't really working out. And so she's <laughs> suddenly, you know, like, I'll, I'll come back later. Thanks. Like, that's, no. I, well, that, so, and you're right about the whole sense of like when something is just not quite top shelf material. Uh-huh. It's like. I don't mean disrespect to Ikea, but we've all sat in a fine oak chair, and then you've all sat in a chair from Ikea, and it, like, leans, like, four degrees to the left immediately, and it's like, and you're like, well, hold on. And it's like, you're always, like, adjusting it, and it's never going to get any tighter. It's never going to get any more stable. Oh, never. Right. The lamp is always going to lean just a little bit for no readily apparent reason, because it's because it costs $3. It's, it's from Ikea. Yeah. And that's the thing with, you know. <laughs> with your bargain tooth care. Glad we don't well, live in one of those crazy socialist countries where everybody gets the same health care. That would be a disaster. That's so messed well, so up. I used to go to this place on 82nd, which I don't know if I mentioned this story or not, but this is this is like, I don't like talk about dental stuff a lot because people get weirded out by it, understandably. But I know yeah. you, you've always taken very good care of your teeth. I am sort of blessed with good teeth. Mm. I mean, that's like, I can't, I can't take a lot of credit for that. I mean... You can take absolute credit. Well, you I, brush your teeth more than anybody I know. Well, that's because, like, I... Because, I, you know, it, I, because I realized early on that mm. I was fortunate enough. Like, my parents, I think, just had good dental genes. Although my brother's teeth are, like, fucked. Like, yeah. My, no offense. Uh... <laughs> You're good at other things. Uh, no, my brother's teeth. You have are a just, real sweet spirit. He, oh, there's something about genetics when it comes to oh, teeth. He had yeah. to get like multiple teeth pulled before he could even get braces. It was all ah. crazy, and like mine. And so, like, I dodged every every dental bullet. Um, but and I also came from this uh, this town where they embraced this crazy thing called science, mm-hmm. and so they had fluoride in the water. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but um, but so no, I but but that's like that's a whole. It's uh, you know like if you have an asset, you take care of it. Yep. So I brush my teeth a lot, but I went to this dentist in 82nd, and it was like. And first of all, 
it's staffed by just uh, many of the many, not the dentists, many of like the hygienists and the woman who comes to fetch you or whatever. Mm-hmm. They seem to be sort of recently arrived from many of the finer Eastern Bloc nations, uh, which yeah. you know. I, which is not in and of itself a problem. You're an open-minded individual. It's a land of opportunity. But the thing about it is, is that a lot of things filtered through. You know, it's like anything sent by a German guy just sounds angry mm. and clipped. Yeah. <laughs> anything sent by sent by a German guy sounds like you're being evicted. It doesn't oh. matter what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He could be, you know, telling you that you've got lowing, you know, flowing <laughs> flax and locks and whatever. But it just sounds like he's about to put your family in prison. Yeah. And Get so, on the train. And yeah. the thing with oh. with you know, like you know people from uh, you know like Russia and thereabouts is like they always just sound angry and like they're trying to beat information out of you. <laughs> and and so, you don't want a language barrier if they're going to start like doing things to your insides, right? Yeah. And, and so, anyway, just brings me in, puts me in the chair or whatever, and <laughs> and it, like, and they're leaning me back. And again, it's like your thing with the light. So she leans me way back in the chair, and I strangely, I find the dentist kind of relaxing under most circumstances, like assuming that there isn't you know like a big bowl of dead flies or whatever. Right. Mm. So she leans <laughs> me back in the chair, and I'm looking up. And there's a light fixture directly above me, like the one in the ceiling. And it's first I notice, A, it's rusty. And B, there's like droplets of water pooling around it because oh. there's a leak. And so there's and so there's like several things you don't want all together. A light and electricity and leaking and rust and right above my face. <laughs> and so I'm staring open at this. mouth. And yeah. just like you, right, your yeah. position to where this is like this is like the Panavision shot that you get for like an hour while he's just <laughs> drilling in your So the dentist comes in and he's um I believe he's Laotian. And so he comes in and so I'm leaning back and he's got uh and he was doing like a you know, like a, a the sort of deep scaling, scraping thing between the teeth, you know, where they're really uh-huh. like. I kind of like that, which I do. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, you come out and you, you know, it's and it's, you can feel it like you're. Right. Yeah, you don't realize you actually had that much space between your teeth. Yeah, no, you just feel good. It's like a dental exfoliation. Mm-hmm. You just feel clean and you know fresh and revivified. Yeah, because I don't really like scraping anything else, like scraping my nails and anything. Through, but for some reason, that scraping on my teeth, I do not mind it at all. So I'm leaning back, yeah. and I find it. I've actually been known to fall asleep in the chair while they're doing it because I find it so soothing. So, but here's what does not lend itself to the soothing atmosphere. When you're leaning back in the chair and the guy's scraping, and then, again, as I'm leaning there, this dentist, he's like doing the thing, and then he goes, oh, there are a whole lot of blood. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and that was just sort of like, and it's that's where you just become the sort of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Is uh, what? Like, I don't, you know, I... <laughs> Like even if that's true, just use the sort of yeah, don't <laughs> thing and just tell anyone, suck thing, it yeah. away and don't. Yeah. I can't see it, I can't feel it. Don't tell me about it. Like I just I assume everything's the warm water. You don't want to know it's blood, right? Like I, you know, was busy. You know, just my mind was, you know, adrift in a cosmic <laughs> sea of vaporous tranquility, and then oh, there's a whole lot of blood. I'm just like, oh, no, no. Jesus. So, so did you ever go back there? No, no. No, fuck that. <laughs> was yours on 82nd? Yeah, uh, past that. It was further, yeah. it was deeper. The, a little it? bit, a little bit further out. Yeah. And it's like that thing of I don't know if you all are Breaking Bad fans, but it's like Saul Goodman's waiting room, where there's you go in at, at, at eight fifteen in the morning. And there's seventy five people there. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. That's that's a great you know, comparison. Yeah. Like they're waiting for the dental appointment while they're filling out resumes to get a job at the food court, and you're just like, why am I here? But it's like anything. Here's how you can tell. A top tier or um, here's how you can tell a service that targets people of an upper financial tier as opposed to a service that targets like me or you apparently. (laughs) Uh, There's this inverse proportion between the amount of space or people crammed into a location and the price range. Here's what I mean by that. So you go into like um, 
You go into a store in like, uh, you know, like the Pearl District or something, mm-hmm. and it'll be like, you know, it, it'll be like artisanal washcloths or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything is on these like gore. It's like everything looks like the Apple store where it's like a blonde wood table and there's like a little basket on top. And then it's got three washcloths spread out on the table individually, and each one is $195. And the store only has 12 of them in stock, <laughs> and that's all of their inventory. And then you go to the dollar store, and it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of things crammed into every square foot. There's nine million items there. Mm -hmm. So the emptier a place is, like the more expensive everything there is bound to be. That's the way it works. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like when you go to like the boutique ice cream place and there's like two flavors, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're both like hand dipped by Albanian whatever the hell, (laughs) you know, or then you go to like Baskin Robbins and there's like 700 flavors and it's 14 cents and, you know, here you go. And so that's the thing with the dentist, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's you, exactly it. So anyway. That's well, true. And that's what I'm worried about now is because I talked about this yesterday and people wanted to avoid going there. And I did say the name of the place yesterday because I plan on not ever going back, hopefully. I believe and, if, if the light fixture but, was full of dead flies, <laughs> they were screaming at you. It, but, but that's the thing. I never leave reviews online. Like Yelp, I've never go to Yelp. I don't even read reviews. I never have. have but now I feel like I'm inclined to, like I need to, to warn people. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Rick, are you a I reviewer? I think maybe discussing uh, on a radio program the fact that their place is full of dead insects <laughs> while naming them, apparently. That might count as an online review. I don't know. I suppose that, I'm not a lawyer. I, I uh, But you're talking about a written review. Yeah, a written review. I never With my that. name attached no, to like, my Google my account. And, no, you don't want to yeah. do that. That's that's what I'm nervous about because people are writing saying that's what you need to do. You need to do this, and, and you don't want to write be a about person this. on Yelp anyway. No. I don't know. I don't want to. No. I don't want to be. What's weird? But, I didn't realize how many people I, actually used Yelp. Like I don't use Yelp. Well, because there's but, Yelp. There's also like Google reviews. If you pull up somebody's address, there's reviews on there. Yeah, I just but it's also again links reviews. everything back to me, and then I feel like somebody's going to get revenge on me for something. Yeah, yeah it's I just, it, uh, bad news. It's I I think that I mean. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in not, like, posting my name permanently to anything online like that unless, like, it's, uh, I mean, it, just because it just seems, it really just seems like a, uh, it seems like trouble waiting to happen somehow in a, in a vague, paranoid way that I can't quite define. Mm. Also, I just, I instinctively dislike places like Yelp. It's when you said yeah. that you didn't know how many, lots of people use Yelp, but here's the thing. All of them are people that we would all dislike. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt of this whatsoever because everybody on Yelp thinks that they're like Oscar Wilde. Everybody you- on Yelp thinks that they are like you know, my Noel Coward-esque wit will amuse the masses as yes. I snark away with like no one cares. Brooke, have you been watching South Park? Uh, no, I haven't. I've oh. been started out of the TV loop. Okay. So. You have to watch the episode of South Park where Cartman uh, claims himself to be the King Yelper. Oh, excellent. It is the best episode all about how basically Yelp gives like assholes, you know, credence to like pretend like they're top chefs or well, yeah, right. you know, ever, And it's amazing. It's, it's perfect. I don't know if you know this, but I'm on Yelp actually. I'm a Yelper. <laughs> <laughs> I, there is like a certain, I, I'm reading a really, really, in fact, I just finished it, a really, really fantastic book by Craig Marks called, um, it's a book that I've been waiting, I've been waiting for this book. I think literally for over a decade and somebody finally wrote it and it's fantastic. It's called um it's a huge book. It's called I Want My MTV mm. and it's it's a it's a oh. massive. It's I recommend it unhesitatingly and unreservedly. It is fantastic. It's a it's a really entertaining book, but it's also a really serious like behind the scenes. I mean it's it's entertaining, but they they tell you the real sort of deal and it's not an authorized book by MTV or whatever. It's but they interview 
I mean, everybody you could conceivably imagine. Rock stars, VJs, producers, directors, whatever. And it's the history of the first ah! 10 years of MTV. And it goes it goes from 81 to 92. And um, anyway, but uh, Dave... Uh, uh, Dave Holmes. Dave Holmes uh, makes. An, oh yeah, they're talking about the show Remote he looks Control. Great. Have you seen him? Oh yeah, lately? no. I, yeah, he's he, awesome. He's he's, he's the one that yeah. got second to to Jesse Camp. Yeah, to Jesse mm-hmm. Camp. Um, okay. And he's a great writer, and I think they sort of knew that, which is why they kept him. But he yeah. writes for like Esquire or something now. But he's talking about he was talking about Remote Control, the game show, and how that was sort mm-hmm. of one of the first things where MTV stepped away from just being videos. And, mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. The point is, he makes a really great observation, which is that. It doesn't seem as groundbreaking now because now, like, everything everywhere is snark and pop culture snark. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't, you know, that wasn't always the case. But now it's like, that's the thing with Yelp is it's like everybody has sort of grown up, you know, or been acclimated to a certain kind of, of snarky sort of hyperliterate writing. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks that because they have – and it's not like I'm like the king. It's not like I'm Hemingway mm-hmm. or whatever. But it, But everybody then thinks that – it's like it's like your own singing voice in the shower seems awesome to you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were to like to cut to the third person perspective, you're like, oh, it's, a, it's some sort of a it's some sort terrible. of a, an alien cat or something. It's being blended. That's how people I think are with Yelp as they're writing it. They're thinking there's never been anyone as witty as I. Yeah. God. My clever bon mots will, and it's really and it's just a guy being like a dick. You're so true because <laughs> yeah. like nobody uh, people don't know how to balance the fine line between like satire or like being humorous and just being a fucking asshole or they're just like so in this is the other thing I think is that like they cannot wait to unleash some particular um, you know uh, some particular uh, euphemism or you know or phrase and so that becomes the goal it's like how can I get this snarky phrase in mm-hmm. not like is it warranted or is it an right. accurate representation this of is going to be the find thing that something I'm mad about right ooh there it is bam and, oh, and also here's and then I, then I will shut up about don't it don't shut up you're on the show to talk I, I do recognize the irony by the way that I'm here snarkily complaining about people <laughs> snarkily so just everybody can just stop writing me about that now not going to read it anyway uh <laughs> But it's the other thing is like, see, and I sound like a curmudgeon, which I don't mean to be, but I, but the internet just sort of like magnifies personality traits that already exist in mm. a person or a culture. Yeah. And so it has magnified the American tendency to label it's the sort of, uh, it's the uh, sort of Beavis and Buttheadization where everything is either the best ever or it sucks oh, and it's without value. It's mm. like that phrase, like everyone says, like, oh, this blah, blah, blah is everything. Yeah. No. I hate it when people use that phrase. It's, it's like, the, like uh, Justin Bieber with purple hair is everything. Well, it's I like, think that whenever I read a one star review somewhere, yeah. and, it's, and usually a one star review is because, like, some guy went to some business and didn't get exactly what he wanted you know in exactly the right amount of time and so therefore the business is you know the business is worse than cancer mm-hmm. or whatever it's like on uh, Amazon if you review a book on Amazon I was listening to a writer talk about this a while back it's like and I don't think on Amazon you can't give zero but you can give one mm-hmm. so one mm-hmm. is effectively zero because it's the lowest you can get and the guy said that every time he gets a one star review of his book he actually sometimes he will he will sort of email the people if he if their contact info is there and he'll say so what you're effectively saying is that if the book arrived blank at your house, it would actually not be any worse than it is now. The, 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 in other words, if the book was entirely empty, it would have exactly the same value as as it has now, you know, full of words and thoughts and phrases, many yeah. of which maybe you didn't agree with. And it's – I mean that's – because it's – you know, because it's not interesting if you put a three-star review or a two-and-a-half-star right. review. Oh, you know? God, no. It doesn't allow you extreme. to uh, – Yeah, it doesn't allow you to sort of un- unveil your razor-sharp wit for the rest of us. Yeah. Well, oh, be quiet. 
Nope. Don't. Yes, Rick, that's why we wanted you on the show, just so you could sit All right, that was Rick, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Well, speaking of books, Rick, can you say anything? Are you doing anything? Like, people always write and ask us, so I have to ask you or else people are going to be mad. Ask the question. I have to ask. Rick Rick Emerson, what have you been up to? Oh, this and that. (laughs) And that was Rick, everybody. So David Bowie died. I know, and I feel like a weirdo because I'm wearing my David Bowie t-shirt right now, and I didn't realize See, it. I, I haven't it seen Rick in a long time, and then, because we had talked last week, you know, the night that David Bowie had died, like, Rick and I have been updating each other every time some, you know... You should you, a macro into your phone for that so you can just press a key combination and it sends me a dead celebrity you're, text. You're the first person I always think of, and I think Thank that you. you always think of me, too. I because, think a lot of people do, actually. Online, because I've noticed that when when celebrities die, it seems to be Rick that well, gets blamed. Oh for yeah, you know, yeah. I like to be remembered. I know, <laughs> I know. So as soon as just like oh, and I was writing to Rick like right when David Bowie had, when I had heard about it, and then he was writing me right at the same time. Yes, but now I do feel a little. But you are wearing the David Bowie shirt, so I that's am the thing, though. David, I am wearing my David. But Bowie But that's the shirt. thing, though, with any celebrity that dies, and everybody all of a sudden comes out of the woodworks and claims to be, oh no, I was a super fan. Did you hear that to... all of his albums sold out on Amazon? Really? Every single yeah. one. Wow, good for him. I know, yeah. right? Or good for every single album, Yvonne. including his new, like everything sold. Like, well, he everything... timed it really well too, because that album, his his most his final album, Black Star, whatever, came out the the week before. It came out the yeah. Friday mm-hmm. before he died. Yeah. Um. So you know, I was, I mean. I don't know if he planned it that way or not, because I guess, you know, he had this for a while. But it's I, I always, you know, I always admire people who are able, you know, intentionally or otherwise to kind of go out, you know, with a little bit of good timing like oh, that. Man, I mean, it's pretty much a eulogy. Like it's. Well, because everybody everywhere much. loved David Bowie. Right. There's yeah. no I, I was actually um, I was talking to somebody about um, about Lemmy when, you know, Lemmy had died. Yeah. Which. You know, Ugh. and a, a little bit of good timing for him, too, because apparently he found out he had cancer on Saturday, died on Tuesday. I know. So I didn't realize it was that quick. Yeah. No, he was like, I, I mean, literally, he was like, it was like less than 72 hours after the diagnosis. So there was like no, I mean, there was a minimum of awkward in between of like, well, now what? You know, yeah. it was just sort of, you got cancer and, you know, and then Shit. like a couple of days later, just bam, dead, which is, you know. Well, I mean, got, Yeah. I mean, really, it's like the sort of, you know, it's why it's like waiting around for the firing squad to load. You know, mm-hmm. why just, you know, just get it done. Yeah. Um, but um, um, but I was talking to somebody about about Lemmy and and like, well, why is this should be deal? And I said I said the thing is, even if even if people weren't you know even if somebody wasn't really a Motorhead fan, like everybody loved Lemmy. You would mm-hmm. never, no one anywhere has ever gone like fuck Lemmy. That guy sucks. Yeah. And there's a handful of artists that are universally loved, whether or not the person is actually even a fan of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowie is one. Mm-hmm. You will ne- Here's two things you will never hear anyone say, ever, no matter what group of people you are in. You could be, uh, it doesn't matter where you are, you could be among the College of Cardinals, and you will never hear anyone say, fuck ACDC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because everyone everywhere loves ACDC, or at least doesn't dislike them. Right. Maybe they're just not on your radar, yeah. you don't listen to them. No one but... hates ACDC. Yeah. yeah. No one anywhere hates the Beastie Boys. Maybe they, maybe they're fans. Maybe they're not. But maybe you'll never hear anybody be like, like, "I hate the Beastie Boys." Yeah, they can't aggressively hate them because everybody just sort of likes them, even if they're not fans. Mm-hmm. And Bowie was the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not like a huge David Bowie fan musically, but I love that guy and yeah. that he was existed and was doing his own weird, crazy thing. And and we got to see you know? him. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, because that was 2004, wasn't it? Uh, it's, I mean, somebody said 2000. Well, when we went well, to now, see him at the. I wasn't I didn't do that that wasn't that wasn't I wasn't I was around but I didn't go to that oh okay all right because Tim Tim went yeah but I don't think I went okay because I'm not you know because I'm not like a huge fan of his music or whatever I'm sort of a casual fan but but somebody calculated that like the earth is 
I don't know, like 65 billion years old. And, you know, there was like 69 years where David Bowie was alive and we got to be here mm-hmm. at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And the odds of that are like one in nine skillion or something. So, you know, that's a win. I think it's pretty magical. Anyway, I think it's late enough you can wear the shirt. It's not like okay. it's the next day. I know. Well, I, I was... well, and you have been a David Bowie fan. Everybody, anybody that listens to the show it's knows true. that. This shirt I've had for about like 15 years. Well, that's why everybody keeps sending in David Bowie stuff to you. I never realized how much labyrinth shit I had until he died. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I have. I think the rest so... of us You had a mini museum. <laughs> I know. You have. I have a mini. I have three uh, Jareth the Goblin King dolls, two of which talk. I have uh, the worm. I have uh, Hoggle. I have Ludo. I have the book uh, the, about Jim Henson's like making the like how he created all of the creatures from Labyrinth. I have a couple Labyrinth shirts. You know what's great is that you sound a little bit like the older daughter on Bob's Burgers right now. <laughs> I have three Jared the Goblin dolls, one of which talks. Also, it's you just so. I know. No, I mean I I. I I'll just put it this way. I mean, the I, I, I think it's fortunate for everyone, specifically you, that he died of natural causes. Otherwise, you might be in a room right now being talked to by the police. So, oh. <laughs> Do you know Mr. David Bowie's I whereabouts? Know. You can tell us. No, I know. I so. didn't realize how creepy I was. No, it's not creepy. You're just, you know. You're a fan. It's, it's charming. You're a fan. It's, it's, it's fervent enthusiasm. Okay. That would how it, I mean, God forbid if anything ever happened oh, to Pee Oh, don't even say. No, Pee Wee's got you his new movie coming out. You saying this stuff. Well, don't look, we don't all live there. forever. I'm just saying. I, hopefully it's not going to be <sighs> soon. But I do have an inordinate amount of. Pee Wee Herman memorabilia. Is it safe? Is it like, I mean, is it like, you know, in, like an airtight container right mm-hmm. now? So like the minute he dies. <laughs> Some of them can... are unopened, but uh, no. No. What's... Got the eBay listing already written, just ready to post. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Click. He's been saving it on like Facebook. Like you're like, oh, Pee Wee's so sad. Buy my shit. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I've got all kinds of stuff that's sitting just waiting, you know. You have a museum of everything. I mean, my God, all the shit people that people have given to you oh, yeah. over the years. Do you still have a whole room full of all of it? I actually had to start getting giving some of it away. Yeah. I, I had to start giving people... I actually at one point had to tell people, just politely request that people not give me any more kiss stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I mean, first of all, because that's like bailing out the ocean. If you're going to try to give me one of everything Kiss has ever merchandised, oh, yeah. like oh, that's yeah. like they're in enough space in the world. So mm-hmm. it's um, so I had to tell people to quit, you know, like give me that stuff. But yeah, no, I have like just, just acres and acres of like cool sort of weird things mm-hmm. like that. But it's you know, that's, well, see, that's the thing, and that's why I feel like kind of a hoarder because I've also been given like a lot of really cool stuff and. I don't want to get rid of any of right. it because that has sentimental value. You know, someone took the time and used, you know, the time and used their own resources to buy me a present. Like, I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it. So, therefore, I am kind of a hoarder a little no, bit. We're mocking with love because it's like I said, I, Greg's got apparently a lot of Pee Wee Herman stuff. Yes. And Sasquatch stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. never ending Bigfoot stuff. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I am I, I fully approve. I think that's actually just a hobby or an interest. I think hoarding is yeah. like mm. when it's shit that like you have no interest in or real. Like my grandfather used to hoard tampons. Like what the hell? Like, what? well, he was uh, my he was my well my, a good deal or yeah exactly. Well, my he, so my um uh, oh I've heard of good deal. So my orders. my uh, grandfather he was a depression kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know his whole family obviously, and so he and one of the sort of like results of I think living a lot of people from the depression era are. Hoarders of what they what they used to call dry goods, which is like um, razor blades and soap and toilet paper and paper towels and basically anything you could put in a box and just keep forever. Yeah. And so he had this whole thing where he would buy if he found something that would last forever and it was on sale if it was like substantially marked down. He would he was also a little OCD and so he would buy crates of it like often however much they had, and then he would write on the side of the box 
when and where he bought it, how much it cost, and how much below normal cost. Like, we'll have like 14% <laughs> savings fa- on the side of the box. He, yeah, he would oh, wow. write like it was 75% savings. And so when he died, we were like cleaning out his house, and there was like cases and cases and cases of Irish Spring soap and um, and um, uh, and Kleenex and tampons, uh-huh. like just. Which presumably he had no obvious use for. Maybe he but, got you know, like hey, bloody noses or something. I, I mean, because people use those for that. Maybe, but like, unless you have a whole box of noses somewhere, yeah. in which case that's a separate issue. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, but yeah, so he had all it's of these. That's hoarding. That's <laughs> yeah. really what that is. My, so now that you're describing that, like my parents aren't hoarding. I mean, their their house is very clean and nice. But in the when it comes to the garage, though. That's where, like, every single thing, like, that we haven't gotten rid of in all the places that we've lived, like, those, or, like no car could ever fit in that garage. Right. There's, a, there's a pathway. It's a double car garage. There's a pathway, like, out through the front, and there's a pathway out to the door. Uh-huh. But my parents, but it's all, like, organized. Like, all the, they're all in boxes and stuff. But last time I went to visit, I was asked, I, I had a cold, and I was asking my mom if I could, like, grab a box of Kleenex. And my dad's like, oh, I don't know if we have enough Kleenex down there, Sarah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take one box. And so I looked, and I didn't realize my parents totally hoard Kleenex and paper towels uh-huh. and toilet paper. Uh-huh. It was all on one side of the row. I counted the boxes of Kleenex. There were 54. Yeah, 54, and I told my so my dad when he was giving me shit about taking a box of Kleenex, I was like, "Hey, dad, just so I can't just to make sure I counted, you only have you have fifty three boxes left. <laughs> awesome. So is that is that okay?" And he was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, my parents do that same thing, and that's that's because of Costco. Costco is what started that whole craze oh. because you get such a good deal by buying the massive amount of them." That they do that because my parents have the same thing a whole more toilet paper than you would they would outlast for like four years of toilet paper four years worth and it's just all stacked up like that I mean I think that's also like a very American thing too the idea that like you know we'll run out of something Mm -hmm. you know you have to I mean it's it's what you know you buy things in gigantic sizes oh yeah you know it's the whole thing that leads people including myself to order too much food at a restaurant yeah because you're like well what if I ordered I won't have enough like the idea (laughs) that you could get more food later somehow doesn't occur to you (laughs) that like it's America you there'll be another restaurant 10 feet away like but no I better order twice as much as I could ever eat now <laughs> have it all brought to me at once like oh. it's gonna be your last chance to eat or something so no 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 I'm I don't you're not a hoarder yet but it does sound like it might run in the family so I just, know you know keep an eye out for that I know I do have like a, a bunch of my old radio stuff in my um, I have a storage unit downstairs in my basement which I haven't gone through in the five years that I've lived there so I have a lot of stuff. Like I keep thinking, like my apartment doesn't have too much stuff in it. And then I realize that I have an entire storage unit, probably about half the size of this room, just full of stuff. Yeah, stuff. I have the stuff from when we were fired. I still have like old paperwork and you know playlists and everything that I just couldn't bring myself to get rid of. I keep my radio stuff. That's kind of the only thing I think that I sort of don't have any real use for. And and I think that's also the only category of stuff where like I've kept a whole lot of things that that in any other context I would have thrown away because yeah. they're totally useless uh, so I but that's all like in one corner you know whatever downstairs so which I fortunately am not adding to anymore so that mm-hmm. at least it's not going to get any bigger but yeah no I'm I'm with you on that it's just that you know that's it's just if it starts to like spread beyond that to where you're just you know like you're just starting to collect like garden hose or something yeah, just for like no real reason stuff. yeah you don't want to do that yeah I do have like just small patches of hoarding like I do have like the containers underneath my bed I have these two like they're like, you know, the containers that are flat enough to where you can slide them under ah, your yeah. bed for storage. I have two of those. Yes, it doesn't count as clutter if you can't see it. Exactly. Well, plus, and also it's a security measure because I know that nobody can ever hide under my bed. <laughs> okay. That's, th- this is my thought. I, I, I oh. honestly feel safe at night because nobody can get under my bed because of my... Share the other apartment. thing that you do in your room, though, too, at, at your what? apartment. Yes, just Sarah. to make sure 
that no, you talked about this yesterday. I think it was what you leave out on the counter just as bait to see if. Oh, anyone's going into. My, I always leave like a five dollar bill or a one dollar bill just to make sure no one's coming into my apartment. Hey, that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hey, I good know. For you. Well, because uh, because the criminals are largely <laughs> stupid. And they so are, and so if they're like, I, they hey, would dollar. take that exactly. You've re- I mean, a guy who's I mean. A guy who is dumb enough that he's been reduced to sort of like, I mean, nobody burgles because their life is working out really well. <laughs> so a guy who is like, you know, just like jimmying windows at night or whatever is by definition, I think, going to be pretty stupid. He's going to make and some so pretty he's going to take that dollar. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's dumb. Okay. So the thing so, this stems but, from the fact that like I was out of town. So that's good. what happens? I Because I, you know, live by myself in an apartment complex. This is my story. I'm going to do it really quick. And I want to hear your assessment. So this is why I've been kind of freaked out and why I'm like leaving out bait money and stuff. I did so. I, a couple weeks ago, I did my laundry on a Friday afternoon. I did all my laundry. I had a bikini top. I took it out so I wouldn't put it in the dryer. This was Friday afternoon. Left it downstairs. Forgot it. I, I'm pretty sure that I forgot it because I took it out and put everything else in in the dryer. Well, you put it downstairs, like in your like in the in the laundry in the room, laundry room, which is like okay. a couple floors right. down, like okay. other side of the building. So, um, so I left it down there. Ended up leaving for the weekend for my sister's baby shower and everything. Then got back on Sunday night. Everything was normal. Went to work here on Monday. Came back Monday afternoon. My bikini top was hanging from the door of my apartment. Now, she doesn't talk to anybody else in her apartment I know complex. nobody in my apartment complex except By for design. my next door neighbor. I was, uh, my apartment is not near the laundry room. There was nobody down there when I did my laundry. I have no clue. Uh, and how many, uh, roughly speaking, how many apartments are in the complex? About like is 60, it 60, 65 units. Oh, okay. So it's not like there's three buildings. No, there's three, it's like you know, five different... stories. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Is that weird? Because that means kind of freaked out. Either somebody has seen you in that bathing Nobody suit has before. seen me in the bathing suit. I never walk around. It's not like around. you walk around. No. I, am I the kind of person that walks around in <laughs> no. a bathing suit? But just no. to establish the facts, no. And then on top of that, you don't let anybody into your, your apartment no. anyway. No, 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 no. And Most of my friends haven't even. But seen But somebody. But it's that was I think three you've days seen my apartment different. Like once. Yeah, probably. I've seen it because yeah. I cleaned your kitchen for you. Oh for yeah, for Christmas my birthday that a couple years ago. Yeah. We're not all crazy and antisocial. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, so, I've answered that door twice in the in the five years I've lived there. Two well, times. and so this was a three day difference between three when. You did the laundry, came back to your room, and when it showed up on well, your door. That's a lot of time somebody, to analyze hair fibers in one's home uh, laboratory. Exactly. <laughs> somebody was holding on to that for that long and knew it belonged to and you. And I'm down like a like windy hall, like a, like a staircase and windy yeah. halls. Like, and I mean, and I know the answer to this already, but you know, you haven't done some like mom thing of like labeling the inside of your clothing no. or whatever, Sarah Dylan. No, it's just like a, it was a white and, it was like a white and black striped top well that's and the only person i know in my building is my next door neighbor and so i asked her i'm just like hey did you by any chance find my like bathing suit top of there she's like i don't know what you're talking about like, okay and also cool. why would she know what your bathing suit top looks like nobody you know? would know what my bathing suit top looked like well i think the evidence indicates that's not true okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think really it's a zero-sum game i think either no one knows or someone knows so this is why i've been a little freaked out lately which is why i leave out the bait money which is why I've started putting like a See, piece of See, but somebody, somebody taking bathing suit tops, they're not going to be worried about the yeah, bait money. No. It's not about the money. Yeah, that's really... It's, it's much <laughs> more personal. That's not a financially motivated <laughs> crime. That's a sort of, you know, and then my grandmother used to beat me with a hickory stick <laughs> while, while reading the Bible to me and pouring honey over my head. <laughs> it just, I really hope there's some logical explanation. Maybe there are hidden cameras. Oh, no, there's a logical explanation. You just, it's an unpleasant explanation. <laughs> So this happened like a week and a half ago or two weeks, and I've been kind of freaked out in my apartment. Yeah. And I'll like Have you I left see- out a bathing suit top as bait to see what, what happens with that? What, like put one down in the laundry yeah. room? Yeah. Put no! one down there, uh-uh. one you don't uh-uh. care about, and then just see what happens. Ba- no! Bikini top. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. 
Just leave it down there and yeah. see if it ends up on my door. You should, yes. you know. Okay. No, no, Rick. What, Rick. No, no. I'm just, me. you know, I, uh, doesn't matter to me. I don't live there. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, let me know how it works out. I, uh, I'll be in another part of town with the door locked. I can, so. From my bed, since I have a studio apartment, I can see the hallway. Of my means the hallway can see you, oh, you know. Oh, God. No, it's way oh, far. Okay. It's over there, and I can see the light under the door. And I do have to say, sometimes when I'm laying there, I just make sure that I don't see, like, shadow, shadow, like, standing at my door, like, you know, foot shadows. Boy, I'm really freaked out. You ever, and because this happens to me, too, it's moments like this, though, where you get, like, a tiny, tiny glimpse of, like, how terrible your life's going to be someday when you're old and crazy. Oh, yeah. Like when you sort of get an idea of like, well, what will it be like when I um, have de- you know severe dementia? Mm-hmm. As you're like, uh, what will I be hallucinating? You know, you and, and I can't have cats still eat our faces. Oh yeah, that's Mm-mm. I mean, you know, and so everybody's I, stealing from you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to. Uh huh. <laughs> I do. I think that everybody's. Yeah, it's true. Well, that that's my mother's fault. Everyone's trying to steal my purse, even though I don't have a lot in it. They're they're all trying. Uh-huh. Everyone's trying to break into my apartment and steal my bikini top. Do you set up booby traps at your door in case somebody were to get in? Yeah. Seriously. So it's like if they made it past the first. Mm. Is this going to be like, what I think, like, are Greg and I going to see you on the news one of these days, actually? No. Like, it's not going to be your parents hoarding. It's going to be like an area woman, and it's going to be like, and they'll show your house, and there'll just be like razor blades hung from fishing wire all over the house, and like trip wires. I and, don't like, have anything weird, but I do think have, it took years to booby trap this. <laughs> I do have weird knickknacks all over my apartment. I do have like a Guy Fox mask hanging from the side. I do look like I might be crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have like weird like masks and and like uh, for holiday decor for or for my decorations I did find a whole bunch. This is good. Oh. You should rehearse the story from the police asking. <laughs> I no, I'm an enthusiast of, uh, <laughs> of of mask culture in general. I um, I don't really hmm. see them anymore. But I, a couple of years ago, I bought these uh, holographic like Halloween like framed pictures from the doll. Wow. Are they um, are they framed holographic uh, crosses? They aren't crosses. They have Jesus with a crown of thorns, they're and then not. you lie underneath them at night. And- <laughs> no, they're of like you know they're black, old black and white photos of uh-huh. people, like a woman. But then, like if you look at a certain angle, ah, it's it like turns a, like demon. a skull. Yes, yeah. I see. Okay, I'm those are on your walls. walls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here, so here's here's what you should always ask yourself. I didn't even think about that. If this were to show up on television, narrated by Bill Curtis, you know, or like in a David Fincher and there's movie, there's my creepy labyrinth doll collection. Yeah. So. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, Who I mean, took my $5? <laughs> Contact local news. Somebody took my $5. Oh, when claims she left it on her. <laughs> the best part is like, even though, here's the thing, and I, I mean, all kidding aside, I all here's the deal with this, though, is that like any one component of this story in and of itself doesn't sound crazy. When you look at the whole tapestry together, though... <laughs> I mean, if it were not, like, the people in this room, you could see how from, like, the perspective of, like, I don't know, anyone else on Earth, (laughs) this might sound a little bit like, you must believe me! I'm not crazy! Well, see, Rick, Greg is, like, a total normal person, Rick. Like, he, he's, like, not a shut-in. Like, I know you're a shut-in. Oh, I hide it. I know know my own people. No. No, it's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, No, you can play normal a lot better. Yeah. You do. You answer. Pretend. You answer your door sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a fool. You're asking. That's for how trouble. you let them in. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Never I'm at home. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm home. Just uh, putting toothpaste into the lock so that they can't slip through in the dead of night. <laughs> oh, you know what is cool about my? Since my apartment's so old, I have an old door with an old uh, keyhole. Uh huh. And sometimes when I hear a. Here, here's some people talking in the hall. I'm like, can what? you actually look at? It's like the old keyhole. You can actually look I through. Can look out, and they that, can't see me. See, I can't see them. 
Okay. See, that's the thing. Is like that in and of, so like that is a perfect example of like the middle ground of crazy. The whole like old school key the hole that you can see through mm-hmm. because. If you can see out, then they theoretically could look in, mm. right? And I cover so, it with a sticker. See, and that simultaneously seems crazy, but isn't. Thank but you. But it's perfectly on the it's perfectly on the border, though, right? Like we're in the wrong, or, or like juxtaposed with a few other things you do. That fact about covering up the keyhole with a sticker so people can't look in at you <laughs> in the wrong context. That totally makes you sound like you're going to be holding, <laughs> okay, you know, like a mugshot placard. You know, <laughs> it is. I don't have a peephole, so all I have is my uh-huh. keyhole. Okay. Other, like a lot of the other apartments have peepholes, and I don't have that. So I feel like <laughs> well, anyway, I, uh, whatever. Well, all somebody right. knows what it looks like because they had your bikini. They yeah, no, that's not. that's just that's unnerving. That's I'm with you on that. That's really it's weird. I mean, it's strange. Especially living by myself, I'm like, all right, this is a little like I saw something hanging there. I'm like, oh, I wonder if like the FedEx guy like dropped off a present for me, and I got closer. I'm like. What the fuck? You know, if this were a movie, uh, there would be at some point there would be like. I'd be murdered. Well, well, I'm not saying that. I mean, not at first. I don't want to give away the twist, Sarah. Yeah. No, No, I would be. I would be murdered because like my best girlfriend would be the one to like solve it, but she'd almost get murdered. But I'd be the body. Here's what I'm saying though: if if this were a movie, you would set up like a like you'd like order from like you know Think Geek or something like a little spy camera, and you'd stick it in the corner in the hallway or whatever. Like I'm gonna catch whoever like the bikini thief or whoever, whatever. But then yeah, but and but then though it would totally be you. <gasps> stop it! Yeah. I used to sleepwalk. That freaks me out. See, used to sleepwalk. <laughs> no, stop it! You should say that in the first reel of the film. I used to sleepwalk. <laughs> oh, I'm yes, glad I don't do that anymore. Like the, yeah. Oh, God. Just lay it out early so the audience knows it, and then they forget about it until later. <laughs> That's good. Plant that in the first few pages of the script. Oh, and then like there's the still of me like looking up, like yeah, yeah, at the camera. as you place oh. the bikini top on the. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! And then just go back in and crawl back into bed. <laughs> Okay, that's I not... didn't do that, but the bad Sarah might have. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will you stop? But, like, honestly, what do you think it really was? It wasn't me. It was something. Is that a question? Or... No, I don't know. I don't want to know what you think it was. Never mind. Never mind. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> talk about something else. Wait, looking at me. Hmm. Okay. Rick, do you know that uh, that Greg has really bad travel etiquette when he's on an airplane? <laughs> That's a, def- a, that's a butter smooth segue, Sarah. Well done. Can I hear the shears snipping as the tape is cut and then taped back together? Oh, listen to your old radio reference. That was Hello, so I'm a good. thousand years old. And then we used to cut the tape, and then we take. You know the what tape I tried together? to buy the other day on eBay? I tried to buy a uh, shortcut. Uh, no, I miss that. No, I. But it's similar to that. So I just I, I didn't really try to buy, it, but I can. I was the thing that I've sort of wanted to own. Just you know, because you know, old and whatever. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy a splicing block. For those who don't know, it's a little. It's a, a slotted piece of metal. It's like uh, about. It, it's like the. It's uh It's like if you took a ruler. Uh, and then cut it. It was only six inches long, so it's like six by one by whatever. It's a piece of metal, basically, and it's it's what you used to be able to lay. You used to lay the magnetic recording tape in, and then you would cut it with a razor blade, literally. And t- if you wanted to edit a word out of a song or something, you'd have to literally cut it. So it was like a thing to hold the tape while you cut it. So I tried to order a splicing block the other day, just because you know, as a sort of small rem- cool, yeah. reminder of my past and where yeah. and how far how far you know technology has come mm-hmm. and the industry has come and whatever. Goddamn splicing block was like seventy five dollars. Are you really? kidding? Like, who is buying that? Yeah. Well, who is your market? 
Because they're old, they're they're radio guys. They're guys who have like an old engineers. For but they were but they were like brand and- new ones too. They were like, which I guess maybe those are maybe they have a good warehouse. And they're trying to unload them on old people like me or whatever. Mm. But they were like, I mean, it was insane. I mean, that's a product for which there was like no market now. I guess yeah. except for people wanting it just for old times' sake. But I cannot imagine, and it's crazy. So I was like, well, yeah. I opted out of that, but. Anyway. Do not spend your money on that. Jesus. No, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway. My butter smooth segue. So, Greg, <laughs> done any traveling lately? Actually, yes, I did go to Mexico. Greg, no. how was Mexico? Oh, it was lovely. Mexico. Rick, have you done any traveling lately? <laughs> you just tried the dentist down there for a comparison. <laughs> oh, I should have. <laughs> oh, that's true. I was hearing about that. My friend was talking, actually, I was talking to Lisa Wood yesterday. Went to a Mexican dentist? I guess there was this big segment on NPR about how people, like well-to-do folks, are uh, actually traveling to Mexico. Like, there's a compound that you can stay in in Yuma, walk across the border, and then go and have Mexican like dentistry done for like a quarter of the price. Huh. I think that's actually where my brother ended up getting some of his dental work done. I mean, I don't know if he did or he was considering it. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a, like very clean, very efficient, and affordable because you know it's their bread and butter in that town. Yeah. So they, you know, they they keep Americans safe. You just go to Yuma. Walk across the border, go in, get your dental work done, like get caps or whatever you need, go to the pharmacies, and hmm. then you can come back. I didn't see any dentist signs when I was down there in Cabo. They're I saw a lot of uh, massage signs, a lot of places to get massages. They did they did have those, but I did not see many of the... Uh, and then signs for uh, Viagra. They sell a lot of Viagra. Oh, like on the border, like at the pharmacies or whatever? Oh, yeah. This was in Cabo. I mean, it was every other street sign was for Viagra. There was one that's just... It's this picture of a guy... The back of his, it's the guy's back without his shirt on, and it's got scratch marks going down the back, and it says, get wild, Viagra. And then it pointed to, yeah, yeah, it was really disturbing. I mean, but you know, in a way, you have to admire at least the upfront and honest nature of that advertising, as opposed to here, where, you know, there's no, you know what I didn't realize until, I think, shockingly uh, recently ago, which is, that was an interesting sentence. I, I didn't realize this until just recently, which I think everybody else probably knew this a long time ago. I never realized the whole subliminal, like, Viagra, Niagara thing. That that's clearly what that is a reference to. I didn't. I that's never thought about that. That's obviously what they were referring to. It's obviously meant to make you think of Niagara Falls. Wait, so that's <laughs> like the power of, of one's lots manhood. Of stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. The power. Yeah. The force and not power the, of one. Well, the, I think it well, works on many water. levels. But it's, oh. you know, because Niagara, it's you know. Both it's, ways. It's, yeah, I think that. That would probably, that'd be more terrifying. A lot of fluid. A lot of fluid. I, Ew. <laughs> fluid's a I never thought word. about that, but I've never. It's a terrible word. It's like moist. That's a bad word, too. It is. No. Uh, but yeah, no, the yeah, those border towns are full of like, well, anything, any, I think, uh, medication that is either difficult to get here or is expensive to get here mm. or is embarrassing to get here yeah. or all three, ideally, yeah. that's a thing that they can just, you know, because even if, if they sell it at half of what, you know, America, uh, you know, sells it for, then they're, you know, they're still going to make money and it's still, you know, people are going to buy it. They so. definitely weren't giving it like a stigma. It was a very much, uh, yeah, hey, you should get some Viagra. Like, hey, you don't, you don't need to be embarrassed time. here. Wait, buy Viagra and then the next place was a massage parlor like right next door. So it was. Oh, is the massage parlor working. where your etiquette uh, faux pas took place? No, I think Sarah is talking about my flying etiquette, which is not. It's not bad etiquette. I just have Rick, rules when I'm associated. Se- Rick did such a good segue. Not <laughs> as good as mine. No. No. My David Bowie died is, I think, that one. I'm pretty sure that took earlier. the cake. That was pretty good earlier. That, uh, was, that was the best blur. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> like, I don't even know what you were doing there. I don't know. It, it, it worked <laughs> until I brought it back up again. Um, <laughs> David Bowie died. David Bowie died. That's going to be my segue like... from ev- for everything from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sad segue. Just use an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie died. Anyway, so, in sports. Um, 
No, no you're I, talking about my my flying my plane etiquette, which I have good etiquette no, on planes. I just wish no, it's etiquette. good. I just wish everybody else would follow the same rules that I follow, and I think it would be a much more pleasant ride for everyone involved. Like when I, you know, like the the armchair rule. Like when you sit down. The way I consider it is when you get your chair, I bought it's that chair. chair I'm rented, like I've rented that airspace of where I'm sitting for that entire time. That's my country. Like that's my domain. And so the armchair is neutral territory because usually if there's only one armchair or there's two that are right close, the first person there, they get to claim that territory. That's no man's land. If, if you get there first, your arm is on there. The, in case the armchair is the no man's land. Like the- yeah. The armrest. Then that's, the armrest. Yeah, the armrest. Then that's, yeah, excuse me, the armrest, that's your territory until uh, until you relinquish it. Like if somebody else gets there first, then it's their territory. Well, what if your arm is on the what if your arm is on the armrest and then like you have to withdraw your arm to like ruffle in your duffel bag for you know rummage in your duffel bag for something? Oh, then you've given it you've up. You've lost it. You deserted. You deserted your territory. More right. to the point. Why don't the airplanes? Why don't the airlines just have two armrests? Yeah, right. Cheap bastards. So, sometimes they do, but they're so close together. It's basically one. You're skin to skin. Yeah, you're skin to skin, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to be skin to skin. So it's either somebody skin has skin it the or they don't have it. Yeah. You know that's that's one of the things. Um, the 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 shoe thing. That's a different issue. Ugh. Well, I did find this thing. So uh, the Telegraph which is a publication out of the UK in the travel section, they did actually compile a list of things that are the most annoying and or offensive that folks do when they're traveling on an airplane. By All folks, right. do they mean boorish Americans? Yes, and by boorish <laughs> Americans, we mean Greg, Greg. Nibbler. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to pull up well, what are they? I pulled up my thing. Why isn't it not playing? I found an instrumental version of it's like a slowed on a down point. instrumental version. It's like someone learning to play the guitar for the first time. I chose poorly. <laughs> Excellent. All right, the first one it says this, so the ultimate guide to plane etiquette. I love this. <laughs> uh, the first thing that you could do that would be terribly wrong is to take off your shoes. Yes. Mm. No. There's different. There's take some rules associated with shoes. that. And it says also, uh, as a point of reference, says flight attendants absolutely hate it when you do this. Okay, bare feet, no. But if you have clean socks and you don't clean, have clean shoes, socks. No, there's no such first thing as clean socks. Yeah, well, let's they just dispense with that clean, idea right now. Cleanish, like they're the, they've been cleanish. washed like the day the first time they've <laughs> been worn really since they there. since they were washed. And if they're underneath your chair, not putting them up, not like putting them in people's face, not into the aisle, but if they're directly underneath the chair in front of you and you keep them down there, uh-huh. I don't see any problem with it. I think that's your territory. You're allowed to do that on your land. To say something about rationalizing away one's filth because no. that sounds like what's happening. <laughs> well, they can't smell. You can't have smelly feet. That's why you got to have you clean socks. How do you smell? Yeah. This, this is, okay, this goes back to the whole you're singing in the shower and you think you're Pavarotti. How do you know if you have smelly feet or not? Well, as long as you oh, washed your feet point. that morning, presumably you woke up or you took a shower and then you go to the airport. I know a lot of people who clean themselves and still smell. Like, but they, you know, sometimes a lot of people who smell don't know that they smell. Well, then that's somebody needs to tell them. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. That's not a problem that I have to worry about because I'm sure my feet smell like roses so uh-huh. if as long as it's underneath your chair in front i think there's exceptions yes because yes because the odor knows to stay in the chair <laughs> yes, it's just gonna stay right in a little odor bubble right it's the same the way that the smoke knows not to drift over to the no smoking section of any place well fair enough <laughs> um another thing that you should not do is ask your neighbor for their leftover food when people don't do that yeah i wouldn't do that if i knew I them i would 
If I knew them, I you should totally do all do that. these things. You should compile a list and do make sure and to do, do every them. one of these next time you fly. Just immediately get on there and, and just, just document know, it. Take off your shoes and set them on like the you know set them and on the food tray in front of you. And then eat your neighbor's food. And then like, are you gonna eat that? Oh, look like you stopped eating there for a minute. Reach over with a fork and spear the dinner roll. All right, so I'm changing it to things that you need to do next time you fly. Next, th- <laughs> next one is uh, changing a diaper at your seat. Oh, okay. that's nobody does people that. Do, do they? This. This, people actually do. No, that. Greg, baby feces doesn't smell. Greg, oh. Did you no. know that it's, it's clean-ish. <laughs> no, of course, it's just natural. I mean, the baby just See, eats just oh, like all God, organic kids food. See, that's how people feel about your feet. I mean, not your feet in particular, <sighs> but I mean but your feet, feet in general. Because, but here, because it's. I, I think that that's a thing that people are just. I think people were. Let's assume in. In Greg Land, where your feet <laughs> smell like daffodils mm-hmm. and you know, and yeah. freshly run spring water, that's lovely. But people don't think that. People will like if anybody, the, you'll be fine as long as nobody sees that you've taken your shoes off. Because if you, mm-hmm. if they see you've taken your shoes off, then what it's going to be is they're going to start projecting their own dread it's onto your feet. Be some mental mm-hmm. trickery, and they're going to smell it whether they smell it or not. Mm. And then oh. you're going to be the object of scorn and derision and loathing but, from the other people. Are but are they going to say anything? Is actually going to be the one to get through to you. It's but being... but see the thing is though if yeah so so they may have some scorn, um, but are they going to do take anything your shoes about it? Off in a restaurant. Well, no, but I'm not renting mm. really my space. But I'm not paying not, as much money. But that's not why you wouldn't take your shoes off in a restaurant because people go look at that pig. Yeah. Look at that man taking his shoes off. <laughs> Look at that what man is, pig. What is this creature that walks like a human yet removes its shoes? <laughs> yeah, but see, on the airplane, that's different, though. It's it's a different set of rules, different I don't, circumstances. I think it, they should be stronger rules because you're all trapped in a tube together, yeah, exactly. breathing yeah. the same air. Well, exactly. Yeah, but you're up there. I mean, you could cr- plummet at any minute. You know, that could be it. Wait, like your last is, few moments. Wait, just why not? Why not, you know, relax? I paid some money for it, and so I'm going to... Is gonna... this how you're going to explain it to the stewardess when she comments on your shoes? We can all oh. die at any moment. Yeah. This is why no, I never have... I'm start furiously masturbating. We can die at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we wow. going to justify? <laughs> <laughs> Don't what worry, do you I care? can't get in trouble. We might die. We're going to fall 30,000 feet anyway. <laughs> we skipped ahead several pages. Yeah, that was, yeah that's not on my <laughs> rule list. shouldn't do that. Wow. <laughs> that is not on my rule list. <laughs> I like the idea of furiously <laughs> masturbating, too. I like Every time I have a story about somebody getting caught masturbating, I have to add furiously. furiously because it's, wow, it, it does add to it. It was one story I read like years ago, and now I'm like, man, that's how everybody masturbates. Okay, furious. That would explain all this chafing. <laughs> all right, another thing you shouldn't do on a plane is sniffing. Just blow your damn nose. You do oh, oh, you mean like sniffling, like yeah. the yeah? Well, blow your nose, and also excuse yourself to the bathroom like Go a civilized human. Yeah. Can I just tell you, like I don't, like I, you know. I know that it may not sound as though I'm just filled with decorum and tact, uh, but I. But there's a lot of. But I. I like to think that I know. That, so. Um, so th- this last uh, Christmas, uh, so I went. Uh, so my uh, brother James mm-hmm. and uh, his wife Catherine uh, were here. They're lovely people. Uh, that's yes. right. You've met them. Mm-hmm. So they. Uh, you've met James and his teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, <laughs> I think his teeth are fine. I don't mean to be. His teeth are fine. <laughs> He's like fifty. I shouldn't be harping uh, on him about his teeth still. Uh, but yet you're calling out his age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he He's ancient. You know. And, I mean, come on. And inaccurately. He's doing best to be just to be upright at this point. No, it's. I mean. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, the, the, I, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, just as a side note, so my brother James, who was, who was uh, goddamn old, am I? So he's thirty. 
six. How old am I? I'm going to be 43, which just seems crazy. So he's going to be 38. No, so like James and his wife, they like. I mean, they're like they're like the perfect. They like they bicycled from Seattle to San Francisco. Yeah, they're really cute. And he like took this photo and sent it to my mom. He's and he's all like shirtless and gleaming by the side (laughs) of the road. (laughs) You know, and he's all like you know buffed out marine guy. You know, with a PhD. Yeah, here I am, just leaning casually against a bicycle (laughs) on my 7,000 mile (laughs) bike trek before I go back to uh, you know my incredibly high powered job so you know <laughs> I gotta take my shots where I can get them uh, so toothless 50 year old brother <laughs> he wants that flawed by cuspids uh, but um, uh, but I went so they were in town over the holidays and I, I um, they were staying at at, um, at my sister-in-law's uh, house with her parents and, mm. and my mom was there and so I so I, I went and sort of dropped in as a surprise on, on Christmas uh, Christmas night I guess while everybody was sort of there their whole family and, and oh cool um, and so it was a lot of James has a brother, and uh, <laughs> there was, it was all very anyway. Uh, but um, uh, what was my point? But anyway, so but you know I'm not like necessarily the most social person, and I'm not always very outgoing. And and uh, so James sort of you know he kind of gave me you know it's like it's like when the kid tries really hard you know at like a, at like a dexterous skill game and sort of fumbles it. But you know you give him points for trying. Yeah. Good job, James buddy. Like, hey, good, wait, well done tonight, sport or whatever. And he's like congratulating <laughs> me and. And I, I said, you know, I said, I, I don't really know how to interact with people, you know, normally in situations that are social, but I've seen how normal people do it. And so I can emulate that. You can right. mimic human emotion. Speaking and, of and things that like seem- Like a Dexter kind of make thing. you not at all seem like a sociopath. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of things that'll be quoted back to me at a deposition. <laughs> but I can, but you know, I like to think that I know generally how to behave in certain social settings. Oh, yeah. This is all by way of saying that, like, if I got a nose issue where I got to blow my nose or whatever, like, I will, like, uh, I'll, like, I will walk as far as needed to get out of public ear earshot and eye eye eyesight and whatever mm-hmm. to, to do that. I can't, like, you know, I can't blow. Like, I can like sit here if we're like on the air and sit and like, right? But you're not going to be all like, oh no, you know what? No, because you don't want to hear that stuff coming out of someone's head. No, yeah. it's just no. and uh, so I like to think that I am sparing others the idea of going. What is in that man's sinus cavity? <laughs> <laughs> it's you know. So this is Rick's roundabout way of saying he's a very classy gentleman. I well, it's like the sniffing because the sniffing thing bugs the hell out of me too. Because yeah. you want to just something go like go go take care of it. Ugh. Just go yeah. go because de- you know it's just like that. Just it's going down the nose. right. Then down the nose. <laughs> like you know what's happening oh. inside. God, of there. now that's all I'm going to think about down though. It's n- like having some. You know what it is when the, somebody is. Uh, we sound like the most judgmental group of bastards on the earth. But <laughs> seriously, people are fucked. The it's like when someone has the sniffing thing, which again drives me berserk. It drives me crazy. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like if you ever seen somebody speak and they get like the spit that builds up in the corner of their oh, mouth. Yes. Oh, and first yeah. of all, it's horrifying. Yes, yes, and also yes. you want to go like, aren't you aware of that? And it's like bubbles. Like how can you yeah. not tell? Yeah. I mean, you've got to know that it's there. So, I mean, so you either... I forgot why people used to write in like letters to us saying how mean we were. I, <laughs> I think, you know, it's not... It's not untoward to suggest that I should not be subjected to, to the sight of some guy's white saliva bubbling well, up and in it's the corner of his face. It's all you can see. bubbling out. Right. You can't hear simply. anything they're saying because that's all you can concentrate on. Right. Oh. He's trying to talk that's to it. me about you know annuities yeah, and you know annual sure. return. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't know. It just it looks like you've got cream cheese jammed into the corners <laughs> of your mouth. I need you to get rid of that now. Like you want to just do the mom thing of just like hold on, let me dab a tissue. Just. <laughs> Just wipe it off. You know? I used to know it's, somebody who would sit there, and like it's a person that I really liked at that point. But they would just sit there and like pick at themselves, and then do like the the roll. Uh, kind of thing, wait, we need like pick at their like scalper, like, like their in scalper, their nose. like their just no, no, like their face or their like hair, and would just like pick at it like 
roll some invisible thing, like look at it, then throw. Like they would just sit there for hours. What's doing more that. disturbing, if it's like an invisible thing, or if actually like their head is just coming off in strips, <laughs> just sort of you know, because then you're know. sitting right there in their immediate, know. you know, in their immediate vicinity. I don't know. We're grossing a, ourselves out. All right, I'm totally grossing. Let me go say, all right. Uh, so don't put your feet through the gap in, in the seats. I What's bet the you gap in the seats? The gap between the seats in front of you? No. You put your feet I, up? Or, yeah. okay. Oh, no. I wouldn't do that. If there's nobody up there, uh-huh. yes. and you're on the window seat, so you're not really affecting anybody. So the people across the aisle can look over and actually see your feet your without sh- your shoes. Your shoeless feet. I mean, it's a rare <laughs> occasion. against the window. A rare occasion if uh-huh. the plane, you know, if there's nobody in the row in front of you, that makes it kind of de facto your row, too. And so... Okay. It really does. Maybe. All right. Another thing you shouldn't do is hog the armrest. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> they should have got there sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, also why I never go to the bathroom when I'm on a plane. I make it a mission never to get up to use the bathroom if I possibly can. I can go about do four hours. Do you wear hours. like the pens or something? <laughs> no, I can go about four hours. <laughs> no, I make sure <laughs> I make sure before I get on, I'll go to the bathroom like two or three times, however much I have to before I get on the plane. I don't think that's how bodies I'll limit, work. I'll limit, <laughs> I was, what kind of just bladder do you have? Vacuum out whatever I possibly can, and then I'll avoid, like maybe I'll have like one beer, but avoid too many liquids. I like the idea of you forcing things out of your bladder <laughs> before you fly, or somehow just like reaching in, like squeezing it like a sponge, <laughs> like your bladder is some sort of... Fleshy loofah. That yeah, you like just you have like of, such control yeah. over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I. I'm with Sarah. I do what I have to. I, I mean, yeah. you are either um, evolved past us or not quite evolved at the same level. <laughs> not as I'm us. not thinking things are working properly. <laughs> but either way, then I don't have to get up and use it. That's that's the key. Uh huh. Definitely do not want to use the bathroom. Okay. All right. Well, one of the other things is yeah, constantly getting up and down out of your seat. That that is annoying if you're on the aisle and yeah. someone keeps doing that. But if, you, if someone has to go to the bathroom, I mean, if they're getting then up, they like, should have gotten an aisle seat. down the aisle. That would have been really. Then annoying. they should have gotten an aisle seat. Well, sometimes you can't pick your seat. That's right, Greg. Yeah, Greg. <sighs> Jesus. No, because I am often that person. Because I've got like a tiny bladder. <laughs> Me so it's too. Like, I always have to. You know, like I can never make it through. Even in movie theaters, I have to sit at like the end of the row because I'm so nervous. I don't have to climb over people to go to the bathroom. Exactly. And even if I've just, I mean. I don't want to overshare or whatever, but it's like it does. Seriously, it's like it does. It, it like I, I swear to God, I can like go and use the bathroom, and I it's like ten minutes mm-hmm. later. It's like I don't. I it's, it's I don't know why. It seems it's like fear I'm, pee. I'm just like half dust or something because yeah. my body just gets rid of liquid as soon as it possibly can. It mm-hmm. seems like I have to go like more often than I should or whatever. But again, that's another glimpse of like oh god, I you know me being 85 and just sort of squishing. <laughs> I'm away, not going to be know. able to control it forever. Exactly. I can't watch any funny movies. I can't talk about why. What helps but, is that it's mind over matter though because if I actually do get like an aisle seat on a plane or an aisle seat at a movie, like I end up not having to use the facilities because. I don't have any barriers between me and it. It's like more of a mental thing for me. If I'm in the middle of a row, like at a movie theater or on an airplane, then you'll I get have up to during the movie. Yeah, if I have to use the bathroom. Oh man! No, because because if you have to use the bathroom, because otherwise you can't you can't focus on anything else. Otherwise, no, the whole just, world becomes about that. Exactly. But why why not plan ahead though? You can't. What? Not everybody has an alarm clock for their human body. Like I can't just squish it out like a sponge. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I just I plan ahead and then I make sure. Is your just bladder does it work movie. like a microwave popcorn thing where it just like ding and then it just opens and it everything seems, you just on command everything it, just comes out? Or it seems like know. that's not going to work well for you later in life. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, am I suppressing things? Greg, like, if you're, well, you're not suppressing. It seems yeah. like it's the opposite. It's sort of an, a forced expulsion <laughs> happening. You're a forced expressing. Which I think um, I believe that um, your proctologist would tell you that that probably is not a healthy way to live your life. Oh, damn it. But I get to stay there for the whole movie, though. That's the best part of that. Okay. That. So, all, right. all right. Anyway. Okay. All right. So the, other things, the other things are reclining your seat. Just uh, taking off your shoes and constantly emptying your bladder and sniffing through the whole flight. <laughs> what a joy you must be. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, real good travel companion, that one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, so no sniffing. Don't, uh, let's see, don't recline your seat. Oh, no, wait. Why would they have a reclinable seat if you can't recline Yeah, I'm it? with him on that, actually. Yeah. That's like, that's not, I mean... Because the seat only goes back so far. Like, yeah. it doesn't... Yeah. I don't... I'm not, like my head's in somebody's lap. I'm not the enemy here. I'm just reading the list. But here's a question. If you recline your seat, like, quickly, and the person behind you has their food tray down, does it, like, jiggle their food tray, or is that no, attached separately? No, because it does, like, that thing I've where I've looked at like, this before. Yeah, it's got, it's got like, a barrier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I am afraid that it'll... It doesn't really... Okay, so if I, like, go... Like lean a chair back. They're not yeah, going to so spill hot coffee or something on them. That just it no. just goes further out, and that but it stays parallel. Or, okay, yeah, it stays All horizontal. Right. Yeah. Okay, no, that's that's no because that's that's a thing like that. They have built that with that express purpose mm-hmm. is being able to lean back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no. So you and I are on the same page there. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. And then finally, it does say if you're on an international flight, uh, don't run past people when you get off the plane <laughs> to get <laughs> to get in front of them for passport stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which I totally have done before. <laughs> I don't understand what they're... So if they have to go through customs... Like, oh, like, I'm going to be first in line. Okay. Yeah. I did kind of go past people. I'm sorry, when you get off the plane... I, I see. I no, don't agree with this one. No, I will that's run no, past everybody. Because the, okay, here's the thing. That's a first come, first serve. Yeah, sure. you get off the plane, like the uh, tube or whatever you're walking down, it's plenty wide enough for two people to be side by side. So why would I sit there behind these really slow people... And then I'm going to have to wait for them because I know they're going to be extra slow going through customs, which was this last time. So, yeah, no, 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 I zip around them. Uh, I, I zip put, around no, I put this in the same <laughs> class, in the same category as, um, we're such Americans. Out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like, I don't care if I'm only six feet, uh, six people in I front of you. I'm like, really annoyed no, by slow people. Okay, yeah. but see, we can see this I think we're all in agreement on, though, because it's this is sort of like the whole thing of, like, on an escalator, it is acceptable to walk past people, which is why I stand to the yes. left or whatever. Yeah. Stand and, to the right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I, I like, if... If there's if the people are like too abreast in front of me, like I won't shove them out of the way. But if there's a space, if I can make it past, I will walk past people on an escalator. Mm-hmm. If I need to get somewhere, you know, quickly, or if I want to just get ahead of the absolutely, curve or whatever, it's or on understood the people that they stand to the side. Right, that's yeah. the, thing. the like, people that's, mover. People take advantage of the people mover. Yeah, but it's like, but uh, you know, so you can stand or you can walk, uh, you know, and it's like that's the think same that rules as your the escalator. Right? You leave, exactly. a, you leave yeah. a passing lane. That's yeah. that's the same thing as this. Like if somebody's just waddling their fat ass to the passport thing and they're yeah. taking forever, like that's on them. That's because the, you also know they're going to take forever when it comes to getting the passport. They're going to be confused. It's in the bag somewhere. So what do you need? to see like god damn it it's really clear hold on passport <laughs> give me your passport no that's your door of the explorer coloring book where's your hold on a second let me look and that's <laughs> not to go too much off on this but that's the same thing with people with the self checkout at grocery stores if you oh, don't god. understand how to use it without you talking about the self checkout at the grocery store there needs strike. to be a test you, like, you have to have one to be practice tests test instituted to make sure that you uh, are able to properly use the self scan there's nothing Isn't worse self determining uh, no, but like, there's nothing worse than if you're standing there waiting for one of those things to open up, and it's some person who clearly has no idea what's going on, is trying to scan it, can't ah, figure that yes, out, yeah. and then they get done, and then they're shocked that they have to pay. It's like, oh, I didn't know I was going to have to pay. Well, let me dig through my purse right here. Yeah, no, see I'm, if I can find my money. I'm like with when you they dig on that. The checkbook. It's <laughs> because I, I like to be ready. I mean, I have the card out or the cash out. Yeah. I have. I like already know the code of the lemon when I type it in. Mm-hmm. So it's like one, you know, it's $1. the whole point of it is yeah. to get out there quicker. Like so, you don't have to wait for somebody else to do it. You know, speaking of all this technology, though, I was thinking about all of these things merging together. So there's this exciting, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we've got all of this. Uh, because you know the self checkout thing is sort of awesome because it's like some people get all pissy about it like well I'm I'm buying these groceries why should I have to work and I'm like mm-hmm. no 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 
I'm willing to do this so I don't have to talk to the person. Absolutely. Yep. Find everything you need today. How's your day? Would Some you like to weather do- we're donate having. a dollar to exactly. something? Oh my God. You don't want to be a dick, do you? Donate to prostate <laughs> cancer. And you're just like, fine, I'll just, don't talk to me. It's, you know. This, it's worth the price. It's, you're right. This solitude it's like the text messaging of the supermarket. It's where you don't have to actually interact with people. You can yeah. just do your business and leave. So but I was just thinking about your thing, Mr. Uh, hey, look at my piggies that go to market. The, <laughs> that when you sign up, like, because this all ties back to the whole thing of Yelp and you having a sort of, you know, identifiable profile online and a data collection and whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that this is a perfect opportunity for flights to sort of like – a, increase the happiness of your traveling and, and also, uh, you know, carve themselves a little niche, maybe make a little extra money. What they could do is if, like, they could actually either, uh, they could have, like, a profile for you or, like, a checklist or whatever, like, a, you know, do you plan on taking your shoes off? Yeah, are you that guy? Yes, no. <laughs> and then, and then, like, if they, and then later, if there's some guy whose online profile indicates that he purchases, I don't know, like, a lot of foot fetish porn, maybe, whatever, <laughs> put him across from you. And then that guy, it's like having a, that guy oh, is like a free and flight no, movie. You're feeling, no, oh, oh, oh. I don't want to be around those people. For a discounted that. rate for his ticket? Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. How about that? Yeah, you get like 25 bucks, but this guy gets to stare at your feet longingly through the entire flight. <laughs> oh, the entire flight? Like, I, maybe I give him like a 10 minute window He'd or something. He'd probably but... pay more. They might oh. actually like take 25 bucks off his ticket and give it to you. <laughs> Because that guy, huh. again, it's like then, you know, then it's like he now, has his choice of movies. Because that whole thing, and I've talked about this before on the show, but I had a roommate who, who was a foot fetishist. And he was unabashed was the, about it. The guy who liked to bang the old ladies too. Always men too. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, did he did have a thing for older ladies. Yeah, I've never um, known a woman who's older, been, like, like older than him or older like hello? older than him. Um, well, he was. <laughs> like, hello. Would you like a butterscotch candy? <laughs> I would say or some <laughs> sex. Age sixty plus. You know <laughs> how he old was, was he? He was probably about late thirties, early forties. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's yeah. bordering oh. on a fetish, I think. Well, he was he was maybe like thirty. This was like ten years ago, though. So he was probably eight. Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Yeah, he was probably like thirty-eight. Okay. We'll say, yeah. and it was yeah, age sixty plus. I mean, that's bordering. Uh, that's somewhat beyond a specialized age. Twenty plus that's years bordering older. the. Mm. No, I, I but yeah, it's always guys that yeah. have the fetish, and so yeah. this guy did. Yeah, he did, and he was always. <laughs> And he was a, he was a nice guy, but it got really awkward a few times because, you know, I would have people over in my backyard no. in the That's summer, hot, Greg, don't you think? And there was, you know, ladies would be wearing sandals, how scandalous! And I would I would look over at him like we're having beers, and I would look over at him, and I would catch him staring at someone's feet, like, and I knew what he was doing. I knew what he was doing. He was memorizing the feet. What do you like, mean for like later use? I th- I it was not a Who normal look that? of Oh, you... those are nice sandals. No, he was looking at the feet. Why are you analyzing it like that? Well, oh, no, he was. I'm with Greg I on wasn't. this in that I find it fascinating. I oh. uh I forget <sighs> I was more worried he was going to creep out everybody so I would have to walk over there. Well, that's say the his thing. name but uh Kevin stop it. That's Dude, the thing come is that like it's not like what you know and uh, somebody and I swear to god I think it was Sarah actually. Mm. I think there was some point where maybe I'm misremembering this. I believe there was some point where you I, I think half half jokingly thought that I had a foot fetish because I talked about it a lot because I find it fascinating. Maybe not. It might have been somebody else. There might have been. Me. I might be. We but, talked a lot. So I think it, it was one of those where you're like, this is the third time this week you brought up foot fetishes. <laughs> Do you need to tell us something? And, Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I just find the whole thing, like whatever, you know, people are wired the way they're wired and I think a lot of that stuff just comes with the original packaging. Like, you know, yeah. oh, here's your son. He's got a foot fetish. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. You know, and they, but... um. But it's like in some ways, I th- the joke I've always said is like if you're a foot fetishist, like every beach is a nude beach. You know, in some ways, like yeah. it must be. It's fantastic, right? Because like that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. On the other hand, it's one of those things that maybe 
you know, it's like, I guess the internet has made this easier, but it's like, you know, you can't, it's like you've you got to figure out if the person's receptive before mm-hmm. you mention it. Mm-hmm. The problem with that guy is not the foot fetish. It's that it's like with any guy that has not figured out how to look without staring. Yeah. Yeah. At a glance. Well, Sarah, you well, know this. Like yeah. guys, sometimes sometimes guys can look. Sometimes guys can look and be subtle, even if they're looking repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Some guys brazenly stare and creep you the fuck oh, out. Exactly. Well, and to the point of it, though, you know, a lot of times it, the women wouldn't notice. Like nobody, uh, they weren't thinking, "Oh, somebody's going to find my feet so attractive." They're yeah, going I guess to if stare I saw them. some dude staring at my feet, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, he's getting sexually aroused." Yeah, or them. they don't even register that. They might not even be on because yeah, yeah. other people didn't notice it. I knew what he was doing. And so I would have to like cut him off at the pass beforehand, you know, and he didn't really care. He'd just tell me, he's like, sorry, dude, she's got great fucking feet. I'm going to look at him. I'm like, oh, man, you can't do it, though. You just stop. Stop doing it. Because then that's all I could think about was him staring at, you know, a lady's feet. Wait, so you were saving that for later? <laughs> what? No. Wait, so they no. <laughs> Wait, so they didn't notice, though. They usually didn't notice, okay. so I would try to cut them off at the pass before they. Oh, would before notice. it became before like, it became a thing. Because then, well, because here's the thing: because like once once that's pointed out, then it becomes like that's the thing that like all anybody will notice about that oh, guy. Yeah. Mm. It's like, and then anytime they come over to my house, that's it. What's well, like, oh, anytime you watch a Tarantino film now, that's all you notice. Yep. Hey, it's another foot shot. What are the odds of that? Oh, well, like, you know, it's Uma Thurman's toes. Exactly. Oh. I was just like thinking <laughs> yeah. about Kill Bill the other day for some reason. Oh my god! And how that scene, Jesus, in the theater, like that where she's looking at her feet, and like everybody in the theater kind of tittered. Like there was like this laugh that went through the whole theater because we were all thinking like foot finish. I know. It's, <laughs> and all it is is just like one sl- shot, like wiggle my toe. Like, Which I guess is maybe like more my problem than Quentin Tarantino's. I guess, but it is. But it is a thing. It is. I'm yeah. Like many things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it exactly. is by definition unusual. Yeah, it is. It is not. It is not. Um, it is not the norm, mm-hmm. and so it is therefore interesting or compelling to other people. Huh. And because I'm a big juvenile, I you know we all sit in the theater and we all kind of giggled at it because mm-hmm. because and also because it was just so obvious. Because clearly, I mean, good for Quentin Tarantino. Hey, whatever. Yeah, they almost had like soft like Golden yeah. Girls like light on them. If you <laughs> can get Harvey Weinstein feet. to fund like your own private porn reel, like <laughs> you know your own like. Sp- you know, bank bank like for later, like have at it. I don't care. But it, but it was like it was that there was no attempt to hide it. Yeah, it was just like, hey, look at this. Boom, fifty feet across feet. <laughs> Here and it is like, again. Oh my god! So in that MTV book that I'm reading, uh, I, right, which I, I am going to buy, I saw it's, that it's available on Amazon. It is so good. I I uh, listened to the the unabridged audiobook version. Um, I will say that as much as I love audiobooks, I suspect because it's. It's kind of a lot of it is an oral history. In other words, they interview like ten thousand people, and they sort of stitch together a lot of their interviews mm-hmm. into a chronology. So it, I suspect that it might actually work better as you know, like a visual, like either print or Kindle or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the audiobook is great too. But it's um, yeah, it's called I Want My MTV. At one point, they're um, uh, at one point they're talking to. I don't even know if I should give you the artist first, or I, I don't. I no, because you'll never guess who it is. That's the thing. Are you sure? Well, okay. So at one point. Uh, if anybody out there has read this, like, don't give it away. But at one point, they're talking to a, a of course, male. They're talking to a male artist from okay. uh, a male artist who uh, who you would associate with the 90s. Okay. And I think they were talking about, I forget exactly what the chapter was about, but he was talking about whatever. And he's um, and uh, uh, he was talking about playing some MTV event. And he's like, and so anyway, so there I'm backstage and I've got, you know, my manager, my road manager, and then also, you know, my body man who's there who just kind of, you know, handles everything for me when I'm on the road. And, and so I've got a foot fetish. And so anyway, <laughs> one of the things he would do is he would try to, you know, scope out the uh, girls in the audience who had fine feet and then he'd bring them backstage. So anyway, there we were. And it was like, and I stopped there. I was like, whoa, whoa, let's go back to that. What? And it, <laughs> and it was, I mean, I guess to his credit, he just had a very matter of factly and then like moved on to whatever the story was. But he just dropped like 
it just dropped it like in the middle, like a fork into a punch bowl. Like, hey, I've got a foot fetish. All right, I don't. I have no context. I only thought of one person that, that stuck in my mind. I, it's probably going to be totally wrong. All I thought of was Trent Reznor. No, but good guess. I could see why you go okay, there. Okay, that was the one I just with no context. Uh, Nineties, like nineties only really artist. Good guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nineties only. Nineties only. Okay. Um, in fact, I was going to say Anthony Kiedis, but so nineties only. No, in fact, I I think it's safe to say that this artist would be known <laughs> to everyone in this room and probably the bulk of people listening, but probably anyone who is under thirty would would likely not know. Uh, I, I would be surprised if they knew this artist. Who they were. One hit wonder. I'll say that. One rock, hit wonder. Rock or rap? <sighs> Not rock, certainly. Okay. I'd say pop. 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 A pop one hit wonder uh, that, again, it's very, band, very- Band or one guy? One guy. Richard Marks. No, and don't say that about Richard Marks. I don't know. Maybe- that, maybe Isn't that more 80s speak. than- You're forgetting Hold more. On to the Night? Oh, Richard Marks is so glorious. 90s. Known just for the 90s. A single person. One hit wonder. Single male artist. Timmy 90s. T. 90s. No, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. Um, Do you think hip Timmy T and Stevie B get together and go like, oh, oh damn it, like, what happened? Hey, the golden days. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> ah, one hit wonder. Is Heavy D dead? Um, I think so. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So he can't join the initial, like, first name, last <laughs> think, initial. Yeah, damn it. Sure. I wish she was still alive so then he could die and I could <laughs> say, Heavy he- D, R.I.P. Damn it. Yes, yeah, he, he oh died a few God. years ago. Right. Yeah, he's very okay. dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he All right, you just him. tell me, just tell me. Seal? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That's a great guess. <laughs> what about uh, Jacob Dylan? No, no, no that was he's the a band. That's sort of oh, a, band, a band, sort of, yeah. Um, it's Seal, that's a great guess. <laughs> uh, what hit wonder pop? Huh. Seal, I wish it was that, just so I could, I, that, that's so much I better. want it to be Seal. Um, <laughs> wow. Pop, just a single. God, I'm having a hard time thinking of. I can think of a lot of bands, like the guy from Third Eye Blind. Seems like he would be one of those people. Um, those people. I'm saying it's like it's a terrible thing. It's not a terrible thing. Uh, <sighs> All right, can you give us a hint on his one hit? Um, yes. Uh, his. Uh, okay, so his one hit was. Um, I don't know if it was entire. His one hit was. Uh, Largely, um, it was largely a a foreign language, a non English hit. Oh, Ricky Martin? No, I knew you were going to guess uh, that because that's what oh, I would. The guy guessed. who sang Macarena? No, no. See, I would, I would have guessed <gasps> Enrique Iglesias. No, but your your Ricky Martin guess is exactly where I would have gone if I didn't know yeah. the actual answer. That's I totally would have gone there. Hey, that's you know that's well. Never mind. I don't want to get off into a whole All right, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Um. And it's a guy, foreign language, and he isn't in a group. No, so it no, isn't like color one, me bad. One dude, no. It isn't I adore me more. No, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> more than- I don't think that counts as. Um, mostly in a foreign language. Yeah, I I can't remember if it was the entire right. song or not. But one person uh, bringing it up, G- Gerardo. Yes, Gerardo. It was totally it? Gerardo. Chris Walsh nailed that. Rico Suave. Yeah. Well oh! done. <laughs> yeah. All I hear is Taco Rico. Grande. Suave. All I hear is weird. That Al's does make Taco perfect Grande, sense, yeah. though. It's right. Yeah, like, that makes sense. And you know, and, and he's like, my, my, I'm only a flash in the pan. I want to show you my fetish right now. <laughs> Get it, was, it for me. I, seriously, <laughs> I mean, I, you got to hey, you got to cash that check while it's good. <laughs> so he, so I guess his his deal was, and I, that's an interesting thing. Like, I wonder because that was you know like 20 years ago, which 
I don't know. I think the internet has made people a lot more open-minded and aware of things. So yeah. I wonder if, like, in 1995, how awkward it was to, you know, when he when they, like, he had his bodyguard or whatever, it'd be like, yeah. look, Ted, here's the thing. Uh... <laughs> feet i like them so i'm gonna need you to go out there and just uh take a look at yeah that. just scope for some feet i've got some photographs that'll help you identify likely candidates oh God, it's weird so i mean it's strange. just like it's a strange that those are the things that fascinate me is like yeah. how do you like i i mean it, looking to get some toe tonight man come on help me out see but that's Ew. I, see this is why i think you eventually uh suspected that i had a foot fetish because when i say like i could talk about this all day because like because the mechanics of like how you proceed with that interest in your life how are you like sexualize really tricky. a foot well and just how do you bring it up like yeah. I think the internet has made it a lot easier because you can post anonymously and be like true. hey I'm a dude who's into this thing that's weird and maybe yeah. you're into it and somebody on the internet will be into whatever you're into it doesn't matter what it is I want you to you know I want you to beat me with dill pickles while I dress like Wilford Brimley and whatever like somebody will be into that <laughs> but like I think back before the internet before you could just put up an ad on Match or Craigslist or oh yeah grinding or whatever the, whatever the fuck people are using now <laughs> Uh, whatever the young people are doing for their hooking up, I, I think it was the Snapchats. I, I don't know. You had to find like you had to be talking to some like some woman in a bar, and it, in the back of your head, you're like trying to suss out the signs of like is she going to be receptive to my mentioning the foot fetish? Should I bring it up? And how would you know? Right? Like it's I. Yeah. You know? Okay. Can do I, you like lead in, lead in? Like oh, do you, you like comfortable shoes? Like shoes are good. You know when they rub your feet. You would be like, you're, you would be a terrible foot fetishist. Well, I would I would you expand like, it out. Shoes? Comfortable <laughs> shoes. <laughs> How often do you wash your feet? Oh. Do you like clogs? <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> All right, so I shouldn't even say this. Well, which, of course, then means that I will now be forced to say it. Yes. Um, uh, so, okay, so here's a thing. All right, so here's the thing that... Here's the thing that I think about, again, as often as you would expect, but which is also more often than I should. But it's the sort of thing that once known, you can't not think about. Oh, what are you going to ruin? I think as Henry Rollins once said, um, I think about these things so you don't have to, but now you will. Uh, so I think I have mentioned it. I think I mentioned this at one point that uh, when my, you know, uh, my brother James, if you're listening, you might want to tune out. I don't know if you want to. Uh, the, uh, the 50-year-old with no teeth? Is that the? That yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you on your one good leg, you might want to hobble over to the. I'm just saying, he may or may not know this. Uh, you know about about his family, so you know, it might be something you might not want to know if you don't. So oh, fair warning. God, Rick. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Oh. So when my so when my uh, so when my grandmother uh, uh, died, my uh, uh, paternal grandmother, who's a horrible human being, by yeah. the way. Uh, so um, uh, so when she uh, when she finally uh, just uh, uh, shuffled it off. So we were all over, like, cleaning. And I was, like, I don't know, like, 12 or something or whatever. Like, I maybe on the brink of being a teenager. And uh, so my grandmother died. And so uh, my, my dad hauled me over to, like, help. And, and she was, you know, and again, she, my grandfather, they had been divorced for a while, but he had been a hoarder, obviously. Mm. And so he'd started hoarding, like, early. And so her house was also full of just, like, acres of crap. Yeah. So I, like, had to go and start cleaning out all of her stuff and whatever. And so... Anyway, and oh, so um, no. I don't know. What so I, I want to know. So like, and I find the whole kind of fifties era fascinating. Anyway, because there's the whole it's the whole Mad Men thing of like you know it's all very like restrained on the surface, and underneath everybody's just like a big screaming asshole like mm. they are now. But it's all very like reserved and polite. Oh yeah. And so my um, so in my grandmother's house, which is the house where my grandparents lived for most of the time and where my dad grew up, 
Uh, so my grandfather had a lot of weird hobbies. Well, like he was into taxidermy for one thing, which is sort of interesting when you're a little kid. Because I opened a drawer and there's like a bunch of fake eyes, which is sort of awesome, That's you know, if you're like cool, a little boy. Actually. And yeah. like he had like a stuffed cobra or something. And so it was kind of awesome. And, you know, but he had all of these sort of very like, you know, not necessarily creepy, but, you know, sort of very interesting hobbies. And in the, uh, in the house, he also had a dark room. And that fact oh. didn't really resonate until years later when my grandmother died. And we're cleaning up the house. And then there's this whole box of photographs that got set down. And as they got set down, they sort of like spilled open, you know, the box. And the, like the stack of photographs sort of like toppled over. And so the photographs on the top were just like, you know, of like a tree or whatever. Or like, here's the new car we bought in 1959. That spills over. And then there's all of these photographs uh, of um, – of my grandmother, oh God, in um, in a state of you know advanced uh, fucking. Oh, yes. oh. <laughs> damn! I guess maybe. Uh, and, wait, straight up. Well, not like a let's negligee be, or something. Well, or, let me just let me just say for the record, I didn't look all that long. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of thing where you but look. It's burnt, but what you saw did. Well, burn. yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's oh. a little bit like you look at the sun, and no matter how quickly you look away, that's on your eyeball for a while. Um, and it's wow. I didn't look that long. I couldn't quite tell if the man of the photograph. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my grandfather. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was this. So growing up, um, like I, I, and I should say for the record that there's, I, you know, there's nothing. Uh, this was never manifested in any odd behavior of my mm. family, you know, toward me or anybody else, to my knowledge. So it wasn't like I. It, so that's why it was sort of a shock. Because again, it's sort of very, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. they, you know, they, they, they didn't seem creepy in that way or whatever. But I guess maybe that's the whole point. Um, <laughs> growing up, you know, I would spend time with my grandmother or my grandfather sometimes. And my grandfather had this sort of friend that, like, you know, you know, guys have best friends. Like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm John. This is my my friend Ted or whatever. Yeah. And there was this guy, my grandfather's friend named whatever, that, you know, was always just sort of hanging around. We'd be hanging out at his house sometimes. And they'd go bowling together and they'd go, you know, they'd go like, you know, like, uh, you know, they would have like a go like shoot guns together, whatever, whatever dudes did. And I'm pretty sure that it was that guy in these photographs with my grandmother. And so and somebody had to be. Taken. Yeah. And that's the thing is, and my grandfather had a dark room in the house. And so I think and and so there was a whole box of this stuff. And again, I didn't really want to look, and especially because even at thirteen, you know, you're, it's that sort of like, "Hey, it's a naked lady!" Ah! Yeah. No, 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 no. But then you sometimes do that thing of the like, "Well, that I can't possibly have seen that room." Ah! You know, and you look again. <laughs> it's the sort of like, you know. Anyway, uh, <sighs> but so I bet to this day, like I can, I will not describe it, but I can like see that photograph that oh, one that I on bet. top. Like with absolute clarity, and um, and based on a, on on some other sort of anecdotal evidence, I think that that um, that sort of uh, what, what's the guy saying? Raising Arizona, we are swingers. It's into swing. Oh. I think that may have been a hobby with which my grandparents and some of their close friends occupied themselves during the otherwise repressed fifties. Interesting. Um, which because you couldn't. I mean, that would have necessitated, if nothing else, the dark room because you couldn't take those to the store to be mm-hmm. developed. Because I think it would probably have been illegal for one thing. And plus, right. it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. But uh, but I'm I don't know this, but I'm fairly certain that that this photograph was my grandmother. And this guy, this this friend of my grandfather's, and I'm I'm assuming that my grandfather was the one going. No, 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 to the left. To the left. I can't, <laughs> Get over. I can't a better see. Angle. No, can you just? Yeah. No, no, no. No, hook one of the legs over the uh, over oh the bedpost. Oh my god. And and so there's like a whole box of this stuff. And so, but 
So that's disturbing. But what I, but the, the part of it that I keep thinking about over and over and over again doesn't really have anything to do with my grandparents as such. But it was then, I mean, it was a small town, still is, but it was a small town. It was kind of a government town. Mm-hmm. What, it was, everything was built on the nuclear industry, so everybody kind of knew it, knows everybody. Everybody works for the same organization because the government kind of brought everybody in to work there. My thing is, if it's like 1953 or something, and you're in some small, very conservative government industry town, and you're like a pair of, you know, you're, you know, a pair of, you know, hip 50 swingers. Uh-huh. How is it that you're finding other people with whom to swing? Where, how does that conversation even start? Exactly. Yeah. Somebody's got to make the first move. Mm-hmm. And if you pick the wrong person, like, you're oh. not going back to work that day yeah. or ever yeah. again. Like, that's a you're packing in the middle of the night and driving right. driving away. I'm probably getting the crap kicked out of you, too, yeah, at the same that, time. Exactly. Like, that's a guy that, yeah, because yeah, then you, you want to do wife? what with, yeah. yeah. You want me to do what to my wife? Yeah. Yeah. That's like if you pick. I mean, if you do not choose, that's like diffusing a bomb. Like, if you yeah. pick the wrong mm. wire, that's the end of your time. And so I think about that a lot, actually. It's like, well, you how like did a that origin work? story. I you think like the, to know how things start. I think the woman I, yes. would have to initiate that. The woman would have to be the one As introducing. Swing? Yeah. yeah. Would have to be the introducing. I don't think a dude could introduce that to another guy it's the, back then. It's the yeah. 50s, though. Like, I don't know if women, I mean... Are they women I don't, at bars? or I mean... I, well, it's I, like I, I have to think there's got to be some alcohol involved. I mean, you're saying the woman would talk to the other woman? To the other guy. Or maybe the other woman first and then talk to the other guy and be the introducer of that. Yeah, because uh, like fishbowls with keys and stuff didn't start until like the 60s and 70s, right? Well, maybe that was there. Well, that's yeah, that was too. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, like in the, in the, what is it, the, the Ice Storm, that mm. movie where they do the, like everybody had to get invited to that party somehow. And like, how did they determine who to invite? Yeah. And like, and how many times did it go Badly, right? Because yeah. somebody said no. Yeah, we're like, oh no! I thought I thought you were the other John from down the street. I'm sorry. And it's like you get halfway in and you realize the person is horrified, oh. and then you have to wonder like, are they going to tell everybody? And you know, it's like I think about that a lot. Like, how did these <laughs> sort of like pre-internet conversations yeah. take place when you could not, when it couldn't be done under the cloak of anonymity? Um, I think that that might be a really awesome book idea. I'd read that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a thing that sort of origins of swinging. Me. The origins swinging. of just like the early years. Yeah, the origins. I don't yeah. know of vices. Yeah. The origins of like how how you were able to express interest in things that were taboo and successful. Okay. I'll, well, so it's a couple. Of, I'll say one more thing, yeah. and then then I'll then I'm then I'm not ever going to talk again. <laughs> Oh, you're coming on again soon, and you're talking more. See, this is the problem: is that I came on here and I was we were talking about like you know. Airlines, uh-huh. <laughs> and now I'm just talking about my grandmother. You know, like being yeah. filled out like an application. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, by, whatever. By, by your grandpa's buddy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, you know, David Bowie's dead. Yeah. Are you going to tell you one more thing? <laughs> I was just going to say, well, like with your thing about uh, uh, the thing you just said, Sarah, about the, mm. you know, the sort of secret behind the scenes vices or whatever. Again, it's like before, like, the, the, you know, before the internet sort of interconnected the whole world, it was, here's a thing I think about. So like, uh, will you please just call it, here's a thing I think about? People are going to start cringing every time they hear that phrase. No! <laughs> uh because, you know, like, uh, so, like, in the early days, like, the early, early days, because, like, porn is very mainstream now as an industry. You know, like, they have conventions in Las Vegas, and they have billboards in Los Angeles oh, for yeah. porn coming. Like, porn stars get reality shows and whatever. But, like, you know, there was for a long time, I think, I mean, it's still a little, you know, like, it's not the first thing you tell somebody to party. Like, I work in porn. But, like, I think it, there was a time when it was a very totally underground mm-hmm. taboo industry. And, like, that's where you went, like, when you had no other career options or yeah. whatever. And... But, you know, but they did these things like uh, in like the porn stores of like the 70s or whatever, these things that were just called like loops where it was literally 
I think this is how John Holmes started. They literally would like just film like on a Super 8 handheld camera or whatever. They'd film like, you know, like three minutes of John Holmes getting on with somebody. And literally that film would like a loop of that film would go to a porn store somewhere and it would just run continuously. And, you know, and a guy would go in and pay a quarter to watch watch this looped porn film or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would just run the, the loop of film until it disintegrated. And, you know, nobody ever thought like we should archive this. And it wasn't on DVD or whatever. Like none of these things were preserved in other words. Yeah. So – so there was like a whole – like so it was conceivable that like you could have a whole secret separate life as a porn performer and that like no one would ever know. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, it's not like it was – it wasn't all archived like it, it is now. It was Right. Yeah. And, it was, and it was just disposable because they're always – you know, you'd always find somebody to film. And so they would just film it, use it until it fell apart and then they'd film a new one. And it's only people that were into porn that would have seen yeah. it anyway. And you weren't going to be telling tell, like, everybody like, mm-hmm. hey, you I was – You were a porn – how do you know? I was just with well. my pants off in a porn booth. <laughs> yeah. Guess what I saw? Like yeah. you're not going to tell that. So I mean – which is fascinating, right? And so that means that like not – like right now, like – Conceivably, in American suburbs, there are like thousands of people who secretly were porn stars or porn performers anyway. Not stars is the point. Mm. They were porn performers at some point during the 70s. And probably their families have no idea. Their children have no idea that like at some point in 1973, if you'd gone into the right porn booth in San Francisco, like you would have seen, you know, you yeah. would have seen your, you know, seen your mom being, you know. <laughs> Aunt Laura. With, you know, with a, with a hockey team, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, I mean, so I wonder how many of those people are out there right now and they're just, and that that's like a thing because, you know, Sarah, a woman's heart is a deep well of secrets. Yes, of course. No, deep ocean of secrets. Deep, deep ocean. Damn it. Yes. So I just, anyway, so that's that whole like pre-internet, you know, underground like vice thing is sort of endlessly fascinating to me. David okay. Bowie's dead. Yes, he is. No. Be quiet now. <laughs> no, that was... Uh, well, I hope you do do something <laughs> with that. Because I love... I know, crap. Because I know Greg has to get to his other job. But then it was ah, too interesting. This is... I don't know how to transition out of... <laughs> I do. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Uh, um, Again, I know we say this every time. It's been far too fucking long since we've had you on. Jesus Christ. Well, I'll have to go dredge up some more repressed memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes a lot of time oh, for those I things to work that. their way to the surface, Sarah. <laughs> Well, I think that we need to shoot um, for more often, if that works for you. All right. Yes. All right, good. Also, people in the live chat are, are requesting that you show up next week at Len Landmark Saloon. Oh, yeah, we have our bingo night. What? Yeah, we're doing Fun Employment Radio bingo night. It's going to be our third bingo night. <laughs> it's going to be followed by an ice cream social. <laughs> it is. All right. We did have ice cream floats last We did time. have ice cream Excellent. floats. Excellent. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I grew up Catholic. I know all about bingo oh, night. <laughs> we'll, we'll shoot you over the... Well, actually, it's uh, next Thursday... January 28th at 6 p.m. at Landmark Saloon. All right, then. Yep. Brought Outside to, brought to you by Small Town Brewery. Free to play. Makers of Not Your Father's Root Beer and Not mm. Your Father's Ginger Ale. Oh, yeah. They make uh, alcoholic root beer and ginger ale, which tastes nothing like alcohol. It, in fact, tastes exactly What's like What's the name of the place? Uh, well, the company's the, Small the Town sponsor? Brewery. Yeah. It's called Not Your Father's Ginger Ale, Not Your Father's Root Beer. It's dangerous and delicious. And that is next Thursday. Next Thursday. At the Landmark Saloon. Mm -hmm. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Rick, where can uh, people purchase your wares? Uh, well, you, uh, if you're looking for a uh, copy of uh, Zombie Economics, you yes. can find that wherever books are sold, including Amazon.com, and go to zombieeconomics.com uh, for more information. You could go to rickemerson.com, but there's really no point. <laughs> and there's the spiel. Thank you so much, everybody. We uh, let's see, Geek in the City is on tonight at 6 p.m., and then we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.